We begin today in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Beloved in the Lord, let us draw near at the true heart and confess our sins unto God our Father, beseeching him in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to grant us forgiveness. Our help is in the name of the Lord, who made heaven and earth. I said, I will confess my transgressions unto the Lord, and you forgave the iniquity of my sin. Let us now pause for reflection on God's word and for self-examination. O Almighty God, merciful Father, I, a poor, miserable sinner, confess unto you all my sins and iniquities with which I have ever offended you and justly deserve your temporal and eternal punishment. But I am heartily sorry for them and sincerely repent of them. And I pray you of your boundless mercy and for the sake of the holy, innocent, bitter sufferings and death of your beloved Son, Jesus Christ, to be gracious and merciful to me, a poor, sinful being. Upon this, your confession, I, by virtue of my office, as a called and ordained servant of the word, announce the grace of God unto all of you, And in the stead and by the command of my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, I forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our Old Testament reading for this morning, the third Sunday in Advent, is from Isaiah chapter 61. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, because the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to those who are bound, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn, to grant to those who mourn in Zion, to give them a beautiful headdress instead of ashes, the oil of gladness instead of mourning, the garment of praise instead of a faint spirit, that they may be called oaks of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. They shall build up the ancient ruins. They shall raise up the former devastations. They shall repair the ruined cities, the devastations of many generations. For I, the Lord, love justice. I hate robbery and wrong. I will faithfully give them their recompense, and I will make an everlasting covenant with them. Their offspring shall be known among the nations and their descendants in the midst of the peoples. All who see them shall acknowledge them, that they are an offspring the Lord has blessed. I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. My soul shall exult in my God, for he has clothed me with the garments of salvation. He has covered me with the robe of righteousness. As a bridegroom decks himself like a priest with a beautiful headdress, and as a bride adorns herself with with her jewels, For as the earth brings forth its sprouts, and as a garden causes what is sown in it to sprout up, so the Lord God will cause righteousness and praise to sprout up before all the nations. This is the word of the Lord. Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout aloud, O daughter of Jerusalem. Behold, your king is coming to you. Righteous and having salvation. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. 
From the house of the Lord, we bless you. Our epistle today is from Paul's first letter to the Thessalonians, chapter 5. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Do not quench the spirit, do not despise prophecies, but test everything. Hold fast what is good, abstain from every form of evil. Now, may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely, and may your whole spirit and soul and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. He who calls you is faithful. He will surely do it. This is the word of the Lord. Please stand. We turn, for he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger, and abounding in steadfast love, and abounding in steadfast love. The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the first chapter. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to bear witness about the light that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but came to bear witness about the light. This is the testimony of John. When the Jews sent priests and Levites from Jerusalem to ask him, Who are you? He confessed and did not deny, but confessed, I am not the Christ. And they asked him, What then? Are you Elijah? He said, I am not. Are you the prophet? And he answered, No. So they said to him, Who are you? We need to give an answer to those who sent us. What do you say about yourself? He said, I am the voice of one crying out in the wilderness. Make straight the way of the Lord, as the prophet Isaiah said. Now they had been sent from the Pharisees. They asked him, Then why are you baptizing if you are neither the Christ, nor Elijah, nor the prophet? John answered them, I baptize with water. But among you stands one you do not know, even he who comes after me, the strap of whose sandal I am not worthy to untie. These things took place in Bethany across the Jordan, where John was baptizing. This is the gospel of the Lord. You may be seated. Please now enjoy Scott's singing of our hymn of the day. comes 
dominion to the Father and the Son with the ever-living Spirit while eternal ages run. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit who gives and who strengthens our faith. The words for our sermon this morning are from Paul's first letter to the Thessalonians chapter 5 that we have just read. One of the ways that we can categorize the year 2020 is to call it the year of uncertainty. We cry out, when will it end? The masks, the shutdowns, the separation. When, when will it all be over? It is so difficult because people will go to great lengths to remove uncertainty from their lives. And it's that way in most areas of our lives. Students won't rest in these coming days until each and every one of their final exams is done. People waiting for results of medical tests won't rest until all of the results are back. In any of our times when anxiety is present with good reason, it's not easy to hear St. Paul's words to us this morning, rejoice always. And actually, with so much uncertainty in our lives, It could be difficult to hear many of the things God tells us through the Apostle Paul. Today's list, today's list of do's and don'ts is lengthy and it is difficult as we try to live the life of a follower of Christ. In our text today, there are three do's and three don'ts that we are given today. How are we to rejoice? or be anything like we are supposed to be as followers of Christ? How are we to do that when so many things in our future seem so uncertain? Well, let's see what Paul has to say. First, with the three do's. Paul says, do rejoice always. First of all, joy is one of the fruits of the Spirit, meaning it is a product of being filled with the Holy Spirit. And it is contagious. It is of great benefit to the people around you. But it is not easy, especially when anxious about uncertainties in life. Your health or health of a loved one, financial matters, increases in expenses or loss of income, any and all things related to COVID. In these situations, it is difficult, but the word is clear. Rejoice or be in a state of joy always. The second do on the list is pray without ceasing. It is through prayer that we strengthen our relationship with God because Prayer is communication, 
And it is through communication that all relationships grow. This prayer leads to increased trust and therefore less anxiety. Casting our cares onto him is a wonderful relief. But there are times when the anxiety is so high that we fall away from prayer or we doubt God's willingness to answer that prayer. The third do, give thanks in all circumstances. Being grateful, even in adversity, is a sign of spiritual maturity. But we all know, we all know that there are times when anxiety over problems we face overrides the comfort that we should have. Paul also gives three don'ts in his words today. The first, don't quench the spirit. Quenching the spirit occurs when you avoid the spirit working in you. When you keep yourselves away from God's word and sacrament. For the comforter cannot comfort us when we shut him out. And then there are times that even when we are here, we don't feel comforted. When because of uncertainty in our future or other problems, we do not let the fruits of the Spirit work in our life. Second, don't despise prophecies. Now this occurs in basically two ways. One, when we look for some sort of spectacular sign from God in order to proceed in a certain direction rather than look to God's word. Or when we face a certain situation that we decide we know best and we know what to do even when God's word clearly points us in a different direction. The third don't. Don't give in to evil. This is all or any form of evil. Certainly that which is blatantly evil, but also it's important to recognize that Satan uses deception as a primary weapon. And so we must be aware and wary of false teachers with false promises. We must be able to always understand what God does promise us, and what he does not. So what does God promise us? Let me go back one chapter in Thessalonians to show you this. Chapter 4, verse 3 says this, For this is the will of God, your sanctification. Sanctification means to be made holy. And we speak of sanctification in two ways. The whole person being holy, and then our works being holy. Both are God's will for us. He wants us to be holy people, and he wants us to live lives that reflect that. And he wants us to do good works, to love God, love your neighbor. And this is where the do's and don'ts that I've been speaking about come in. God wants these things for you, for your person. Now, if you would, look at verses 23 and 24 in our text this morning. 
It's the last paragraph of the epistle. Now, may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely, and may your whole spirit and soul and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. He who calls you is faithful. He will surely do it. Now, first of all, don't get worried about the may that is in the beginning of that verse, where it says, may the God of peace. That is not used to bring uncertainty. May he or may he not. That's not it. The word may is used because some will reject this. Reject it of their own volition. And so concentrate on verse 24. He who calls you is fruitful. He will surely do it. God will do it all the way, surely. It's not up to us. It's not a matter of completing the do's and don'ts perfectly. And that's a good thing because we can't. And God won't do the job halfway. He will sanctify us completely, your whole spirit and soul and body. And we can also include your heart, your thoughts, your physical being. All holy, all perfect, all God's best work. God does it all the way. Even through your uncertainties, even through your anxieties. And he does it until the coming of the Lord. And that's why we wait in joy. But how? But how does he do it? Well, the truth is, and you know this, it's already been done. And Paul states that. Notice in the verse that he says, your spirit and soul and body be kept blameless. Not made blameless, but kept blameless. Meaning you already are blameless. We were made blameless when Jesus paid for our sins on the cross. It is finished. It is done. And then, in your baptism, what Jesus had already done was made yours, was made beneficial to you. Your sanctification is a result of that. Because you are holy, you do holy things. Because you are holy and know God will keep you holy, you rejoice. The uncertainties, the anxieties, the sin in this world and in our life will keep us from being perfect in the do's and don'ts. But, but, because of what's been done, because of what's been done on the cross, what's been done at the baptismal font, the imperfect is made perfect. The unholy made holy. The guilty made blameless. For this we give great thanks and praise. Amen. Please now stand and let us together confess our faith with the words of the Tadeum. And now let us confess together our faith with the words of the Apostles' Creed. 
I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Let us now pray for the whole Church of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. This morning in our prayers, uh, we change our prayers for uh, Verda. Uh, Verda is uh, uh, Diane Hinthorne's mother, and she has now been moved to hospice. And so we just uh, recognize that in our prayers. We also uh, uh, pray for uh, Liz and Josh Scarberry. Uh, they suffered a miscarriage in the last week, and so uh, uh, we suffer uh, with them and add them to our prayers in that way. Let us pray. Dear Father in heaven, we come before you this day a grateful people, for you have given us your Son. He has completed the work of the cross, and he has... Uh, uh, brought the certainty of heaven to us by grace through faith in him. And so we come before you today thankful for that. And we lift up your people. We lift up Nicole, Dottie, Lauren, Marge, Alfred, Brecken, Audrey, Janine, Randy, Lance, Floyd, Sharon, Barb, Diane, Don, Sydney, Emily, Ed, Glenn, Meredith, Alice, Kim, Liz and Josh, Marlo, Terry, Nick, Jeanette, Don, Parker, Fred, Doris, Verda, Kyle, Sandy, Arthur, Taffy, Gail, and all those uh, in our hearts that are not mentioned here. We pray, dear Father, that you bless them all in the midst of their adversity and afflictions, in the midst of their illnesses and injuries, and we ask, dear Father, if it be your will, that you bring healing to them. We pray that you give them great strength and faith as they deal with these adversities, that they would know of your grace, your mercy, your comfort and protection. Lord, in your mercy. Father, we lift up Tyler, Devin, Kyle, Roger, Tanner, Logan, Alex, Nick, Daniel, Cameron, and all those who serve in our armed forces. We pray, dear Father, that you bless them with the abilities that they need to do the work that is before them, that they do it to the glory of your name and for the benefit of us, your people. We also pray, dear Father, that uh, you strengthen them in faith, that they would do this work in faith and uh, that your Holy Spirit would be with them. Lord, in your mercy. Father, we lift up those who lead throughout our country and throughout the world, and we also pray for those who will be coming into leadership uh, in the next months. We ask your blessings upon them. We pray that you give them great wisdom, and that they look to you only for this wisdom as they govern. May their work be, uh, bring glory to your name and be a benefit to us, your people. Lord, in your mercy. Father, we lift up the youth of our congregation at this time in these difficult days in terms of learning, and we ask that you give them the skills that they need uh, in all their days. And we especially pray, dear Father, that you also give them a great desire to learn more of the grace and mercy given to us through the gospel of your Son, that they would uh, live uh, in this faith each and every day. Lord, in your mercy. Father, we ask your blessings upon uh, our community, our state, 
our country and our world as we deal uh, with this pandemic. We thank you, dear Father, that uh, we see a vaccine on the horizon and we pray that it is of great benefit to your people. We also pray, dear Father, that you bless those who are uh, afflicted with uh, this virus. And we pray also for those uh, who uh, are on the front lines dealing with it each day, those in healthcare and those in other service areas. Bless them and keep them and protect them in all their days. Lord, in your mercy, into your hands, O oh Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Let us now pray together the words our Savior taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. Hark the glad sound, the Savior comes, the Savior promised long. Let every heart prepare a throne, and every voice a song. He comes a Thy be 